Sound City of Parramatta Libraries podcast. So look, here we are again. I'm Catherine and I want to introduce my colleague Nissa again. Hello. So look, um, today we are going to review um, two autobiographies um, by two very kind of prominent and well-respected, even well-loved um, authors. So, um, Nissa, tell us a little bit about, just describe these books we, going, we are going to review today, and they're both quite recent. Yeah, so we're going to look at two memoirs. The first one is In Pieces, a memoir by Sally Field, uh, and that was published by Simon and Schuster in 2018. The next one we're going to have a look at is so popular. Uh, we have so many reservations and so many copies in the library, but people just can't get enough of it. So that is Becoming by Michelle Obama. And that was published by Viking, which is an imprint of Penguin Books. And that came out in 2018. So half a year later, it is still super popular. Catherine, you were going to start off with Sally Field, because I think we both read that book first. What did you think? Uh, thank you, Nissa. Look, uh, Sally Fields um, in pieces. Uh, quite um, a powerful book, uh, memoir. Uh, it really um, it, there was a lot of traction uh, when this book first landed last year. I, um, I know I saw Sally Field being interviewed on various TV programs, um, as you did. Um, and um, you know, look, I'm familiar, very familiar with. Um, Sally Field as an actor, um, almost like an iconic personality who started as, you know, basically a teenager on TV with Gidget and the Flying Nun Mm -hmm. and uh, graduating up to, um, you know, a really respected and uh, an actress with great craft. So she um, has actually been nominated and won uh, an Academy Award for a movie called Norma Ray which is, you know, it's about a union organiser in the south of America. And uh, I saw that movie many years ago. It's powerful. And um, she hits exactly the right note. Very intuitive and gifted actor. I don't know how people do it. Um, And you know what I particularly liked in that book? Yeah. um, Was actually when she went to acting classes Uh in... um, LA yep. and really honed her craft yes. because she, she was intuitive and a natural and uh, and that's, you know, basically, even though she came from a showbiz family, um, that's kind of how she hit her stride and managed to really resonate and, uh, you know, get those roles, subsequent roles within her career, you know, right up until recently. And that's one of the things I was going to say as well. I love the description of her going to acting classes and honing her craft because you don't – sometimes when I've read celebrity biographies or actor biographies in the past, they've talked about the struggle to get jobs and, you know, because it's, it's you know, waiting tables in between and so forth and and she does talk about a little bit of that but I haven't seen a lot of focus on how she's aware that she needs to improve there is of course some talent there but she needs to improve and the process behind going to acting classes improving honing her craft I really love that as well that description of it um I mean like when you said about growing up with her and and all of that I have to admit I hadn't watched a lot of her work I mean I remember her from Mrs Doubtfire when I was a kid um but the the you know the heart of that movie for me was the great Robbie Williams um sorry Robin Williams I didn't mean the the singer (laughs) 
<laughs> Robin Williams. Um, and I've caught, yeah, I've caught bits and pieces of, I think, Steel Magnolias, I think, when I was on the telly once, and Brothers and Sisters when I was channel surfing. But um, I had this sort of idea of her as this mumsy sort of figure with this almost like wavering sort of emotional voice. That That, that is my impression of Sally Field. And I was drawn. It does have a, a distinctive yeah. voice. Yeah, and and but that was my impression of her because I wasn't as aware of her as an actress. Or but I got into the book because I remember you did an episode for our YouTube uh, channel, Para Library, um, and the the episode was called New Arrivals, Memoirs and Biographies, and you talked about it really briefly when you were introducing some other books. And then I was on a trip to New Zealand, and I remember on the radio they were interviewing her, and it sounded so so really interesting and. Really? Yeah, and that convinced me to to read it. I I really enjoyed it. I mean, she she's such a she's she writes so beautifully and so honestly. Uh, it's it's there's a sense of honesty that comes through in her book, and uh, you know she's there's a lot of self examination there. Her role as a you know a daughter, as a mother, as a partner, as an actress. I just I really enjoyed that. You know, well, she's a natural born storyteller. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's quite an incredible achievement. You know, for first book and yeah. I, I understand you know it wasn't ghost written it's you know generally yeah. and her emotions based, based on her diaries that she kept um for, for, for 40 years. 40 years yeah so what did you think of her emotions because that's one of the things I I wanted to say like when you read uh, the book and you read it you go okay well she's kept diaries and journals and I can d- and you know she's used scrapbooks and uh, the recall of different family members to write all these stories it's a linear structure so it follows basically from her childhood to now so I know the events are all there but what I found for me stood out a little bit was how she's captured emotions from the time so you can capture events which are frozen in time I guess in the pages of a diary but how she can recall emotions like how she felt at a particular time or um you know when you have like the progression of emotions often you remember the last one you're left with that impression but it's almost like she's got a freeze frame of the progression of events and the emotions associated with that which i details yeah it's very evocative but you know uh nissa we have to refer to two important aspects to this novel one is you know the dark chapter in her uh, life as a young person and the sexual abuse that she suffered from a stepfather and i think the other really significant um and uh abiding relationship is a complex relationship with her mother yeah did you find that those two aspects really resonated. They do, and and the, because of the way she writes, the language she uses, um, you really feel emotionally connected. I felt like to what she was writing, so that your, you know, your heart almost aches for her in those vulnerable moments that she describes. And when she's writing about things like, for example, cheating on her partner and things that don't present her in a good light, she still writes it with such like almost quiet dignity which makes it so compelling. Like, she's not shying away from anything here. She will be open about her own faults, and there is a lot of self-examination there, but it's not done in a sort of a way of, oh, this is me, I'm going to self-flagellate. It's, it's, it's just there's quite dignity there. In, in her use of language, in her tone, like the tone that comes through in the book, I just, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Surprisingly, I didn't think well, I would. It's quite an exceptional uh, memoir, and uh, I think, yeah, definitely, I mean... Um, you know, for a person of her generation to be so open and frank um, and and also, you know, to be able to convey really complex emotions in, uh, in, a, in a way that, uh, you know, she's brave but vulnerable. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. So you pick it up and have a look. 
Yeah, definitely. Moving on to the next book. So this is the superstar memoir we've got over here, uh, Becoming by Michelle Obama. There was an incredible amount of hype uh, about it. Uh, personally, that put me off reading it uh, when it first came out. Um, you know, she was in all the, the chat shows and, I mean, people love her so much and there's a certain amount of hype surrounding her and her husband back from when, you know, they were in the White House. So I, I approached it. Um, feeling quite cynical, let me just say, <laughs> but I left with a very different impression. But Catherine, I know I've finished the whole book. You are still reading it. What did you think? Well, thanks, Nissa. Um, look, this is such a lovely book to read. It's very easy to read. Um, now, look, um, Michelle Obama, as you were saying, uh, you know, I, I mean, I know that we've just compiled a list of our most popular um, books for the last, I think, six months, and this book actually tops the list. So how um, um, significant is it that this book has resonated so much? You know, um, a, wo a woman, um, a powerful woman, but not the, not the President of the United States, the First Lady. I mean, this book has evoked, um, uh, provoked more um, uh, response, more, um, you know, it's been um, accepted and embraced much more so than, you know, the president, Barack Obama. Yeah. I, I would say she is more popular than Barack Obama. And why is this, Nissa? This, this is a, is it? Um, I, I mean, I, I know there's a, there's a sort of a real integrity and a steeliness to her character when you read about her childhood and her values and, um, but, but, you know, there's this kind of really sense of the, uh, there's a humanity and a warmness and an accessibility. You can't help but absolutely love Michelle Obama. Look, is this just um, some kind of um, <laughs> facade? Is it real? What did, you, what, what did you think about what, when she writes about race? What did you think about that? Were you surprised by her honesty when it comes to her, when she's discussing race or did you think it was going to be? I mean, obviously she's, she's African-American. That is the symbolism alone is, is it's, it's, it's huge, right? Her being in the White House with her part, I mean, with her husband and, you know, their children having a, a black family there. There's so much historical significance, significance associated with that. Um, but were you surprised that she touched on race? Because sometimes people are a bit wary of using that or, or trying to really delve that much into it. No, I wasn't. You know, given the tone of this book, I mean, she's completely frank. You know, she's completely yes. open. And, um, and were you surprised by that? Like a first lady being that frank? No, no, not at all. And... Um, I mean, I think this is a revelation. This is why this book has struck a note, I think. Because this is, a, it's authentic. This is, what you're reading about is this person. But look, you know, I think, obviously, um, uh, you know, her experience in the, in the White House, I mean, it was unique. It was uh, groundbreaking. Um, and, you know, things that she did uh, from her childhood, I think, you know, have marked her as a person, as I was saying, as, you, you know, I suppose a person of real um, gravitas. You know, when she was told, for example, that she wasn't Princeton material. Wow, yeah. Um, you know, she reacted and she made sure that, uh, 
she was in fact Princeton material. Yeah. You know, she was a trailblazer, I suppose, you know, right back in the, what, 1980s, well, I Well, quite famously, she was the one who mentored her husband. She became a lawyer before her husband mm-hmm. and she mentored him in his first, uh, his job, I think, in the law firm. And, and that's that's how they met. Yeah, he, he so you've got the power son. dynamic alone there, quite interesting. Actually, I... I I know that um, Barack Obama is really respected, and uh, you know he's, um, you know, he was a president that I think you know had this real calmness and sort of authority, and um, was very likable. But you know, of the two of them, I absolutely think she's really the person that, and and I think without her, um, it would not have been such a successful presidency. That's my opinion and that's not to dismiss the importance of you know the man himself Mm -hmm. who contributed um you know there's quite a lot of controversy around the presidency but we're not going to discuss that yeah Uh, but it's interesting that you're saying that because I um when I first heard about the book I look I, I felt quite I wasn't really into the idea of reading it because I thought when you look at the blurb, it refers to her as a groundbreaking figure in history. And I thought, well, okay, she's married to she is married to the groundbreaking figure in history. That's it. She could be anyone. He is the one who got elected and became a president. And I, 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 I don't I'm a bit I, I guess I don't like the idea of all this adulation surrounding her because in my mind, well, she was the first lady. She just happened to be uh, married to the president. So I came in with a lot of suspicions. Um, but when I started reading it, like my impression almost immediately started changing uh, because I I discovered like I could hear her voice for the first time. Like until then I'd seen her, okay, she's a figure. Yes, she used to work as a lawyer. Now she doesn't. She has something to do with a garden. That's, that's the impression. And she wears pretty dresses. That was my impression from watching the news because I never really paid much attention to her as a figure because, again, I was more concerned with her husband who was the president of a country and obviously that country – the way they they act and behave and their decisions that has an impact on everyone in the world. The most powerful nation. Yeah, exactly. But reading it, I started my impression started changing because I expected this bland, carefully neutral tone because she's a first lady and that's what they do. You know, try not to rock any boats. But it was so different from that. I loved how. You know, when she talks about her, you know, her humble beginnings, you know, growing up in Chicago um, and race is immediately there. She's not going to shy away from the topic of race. And I love that. Um, you know, she said, um, I liked my teacher, a diminutive white lady. And I liked how the white lady became the other because until there's this thing I read somewhere that if you read a book, unless they specify unless they specify that a color uh, that a person is a particular color by default you always assume that person is white uh, I think there's a term for it I, I've I've forgotten what it is but that, that's an interesting thing that I've recently learned and I like how she sort of flips it because all of her ones are black characters unless she's specified that um, when the context demands it uh, so of course you know race is a big deal because her grandfather was the grandson himself of slaves um identity is such a a huge deal in the book like the book isn't all about barack obama even though he is partly the reason why we all know about her um he's mentioned in the preface but then not again until page 41 um 
And in terms of identity, I like how when she's talking about his identity, which quite famously is so mixed, like half white, half black, grew up in Indonesia. He's got siblings that are black, cousins that are white, siblings that are Asian. Um, you know, there's... In fact, a Muslim father. Yeah, it, it's so mixed there. And I like how she referred to um, the need to situation someone inside his or her identity, sorry, his or her ethnicity and the frustration that comes when it can't easily be done. And that refers, of course, to to Obama. Um, another thing about identity, I like how she talks about um, how we're considered like a post-racial society, but she says, we ourselves were a provocation. And indeed, they were like a provocation, um, you know, to many people out there, which in some ways, I guess you could argue, has seen the rise of, uh, you know, far right and, you know, white supremacy and, and things like that. But one thing that resonated quite a bit with me amongst many other things was when she talks about the first time she went to Africa, which I, I found because she does that quite well, like in terms of uh, the settings uh, that she shows in the book. So you can immediately feel her surroundings, whether she's talking about growing up in Chicago and she'll describe like the sounds of snow scraping off the windscreens. So that really you really imagine yourself there in Chicago in the cold or when she's talking about going to Hawaii for a Christmas and describing that. Um, when she's talking about being in the White House where people were exuberantly celebrating gay marriage but she couldn't actually hear a single thing because it is like a tomb from the inside like it is you've got all the bullet proof and noise proof windows that it was almost like pressing mute I guess on television screen almost looking outside so that feeling that she really brings you like she brings you there you can almost imagine it um, so when she talks about Africa the first time there was this really good um, bit I quite liked. Hang on, I'll just read it to you here. Okay. Um, I hadn't been expecting to fit right in, obviously, but I think I arrived there naively believing I'd feel some visceral connection to the continent I'd grown up thinking of as a sort of mythic motherland, as if going there would bestow on me some feeling of completeness. But Africa, of course, owed us nothing. It's a curious thing to realize the in-betweenness one feels being African-American in Africa. It gave me a hard to explain feeling of sadness, a sense of being unrooted in both lands. I thought that was gorgeous. That is so beautiful, the way she described that. And of course, identity is, is such a complex thing. Um, and that's something uh, recently, I think I've mentioned in a podcast before, um, or possibly the one after this, uh, attending the Sydney Writers Festival, and they talked out, uh, about like identity, and, and it is so complex, and it's made up so many different layers, and, and she talks about that um, in her own history, of course, but also more so with her husband, and how that actually is the reality of the world today, um, you know? Uh, so that was one thing I really liked. Another thing, um, the structure of the book, so it's got a linear structure, but uh, she does this really interesting thing. So I don't know if you noticed, Catherine, with chapter transitions, like the way she ends a chapter and she begins another one, it's done quite beautifully. I don't know how to describe it, but like there was one where she talked about um, she'd met Barack and they were dating and she kissed him and that ends the chapter and then the next one starts on their relationship. So her transitions are quite beautiful, I think. And I don't know why I've never noticed that before in a book um seamless would you say yeah it flows beautifully yeah exactly but also how she the language used as well it's not just the sequence itself but the language used i thought that was interesting i don't know why i've never noticed that in a book before um 
probably the last thing I'd mention is the honesty. Now, I know we've said that with the Sally Field book, but I feel like there's a certain expectation with someone who's a first lady to be neutral, like bland almost, right? But in her book, she's quite honest. Like she, for example, refers to fooling around and smoking pot when she was in high school. Uh, She says she both loved and hated being in the South. Now, you're not supposed to hate any place when you're within America if you're first lady. That's like unpatriotic, I suppose. But she mentions that. She mentions squeaking in off the wait list when she got into Harvard Law, even though she was quite hardworking and smart. She's honest about that, uh, that she wasn't quite as smart. Um, She talks about feeling lust for Barack. I mean, when she said that, I was like, oh, my gosh, like a first lady's admitting to feeling lust, which is, you know, surprising. Um, Yeah. Because, I I mean, the chapter that that I read uh, recently was the one where they are introduced and she sees Barack as a friend and tries to introduce him to some of her, her friends. And uh, so it's obviously one of those relationships that grows in a really organic way well, from a friendship yeah. to uh, you know, a love um, um, and relationship. The, and the thing is she's admitting it. She admits to marriage counselling, for God's sake. Uh, she, yeah, I read that. Yeah. She Interesting. Ta- it does. I know. Who, I mean, who talks about that, especially not the first couple? IVF, she mentions. She also mentions that Barack wasn't successful in closing down Guantanamo, again, admitting failure. And she does so without sort of being defensive or going into it, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Um, and then she also mentions him, and I quote, bombing out in his last debate uh, when he was running for the election. So I, like, I, I loved it. It was a great book. It was fun. I totally get the hype. I was not on board before, but now I totally am. I loved it too. Um, and both of them, in fact. But yeah. so you know what? That book just brings to mind, and especially the things you've just mentioned. So Netflix uh, documentary I watched the other night called Breaking Down the House. Mm-hmm. Absolutely recommended it to I our, have to get um, into that. Another colleague recommended that too. Uh, yeah, I have to recommend it to our uh, listeners because um, this is coming from a slightly different angle, but um, it's really about um, a group, of, a small group of women who are running for Congress. Um, and that's interesting because, you know, look, Michelle Obama's talking about, you know, her experience in the White House, and this is uh, coming from, you know, that different perspective, but absolutely, um, you know, great, you know, sort of five out of five stars for that particular. And how, how far are you into this book, would you say? Yeah, you know, I absolutely love that book. And, you know, I wouldn't have thought I wanted to read that book you know, I think, you know, we're on the same page. Yeah, because I've read first, I think I've read First Lady biographies before, but, you know, there's a bit of, like, there's a bit of stuff about the domestic sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, but it's, they're quite, they tend to be bland. But she, like, talks about some really serious issues, and she's not, she doesn't shy away from, like, issues, I mean, topics, which I, I'm like, well, this is what we want. It's interesting. Yeah, and Lisa, wouldn't it be wonderful to see uh, a woman, in the White House. Yeah, I mean, Michelle Obama president. Michelle Obama is not political, so it's not going to happen, I think, in her case. She she says quite openly in the book she hates politics, she's not interested, and especially now she's seen how the sausage is made. She definitely doesn't want to get into it, but maybe someone else out there. Yeah, you can't blame her. Yeah. But we love these books, Nissa, and yes. uh, so, look, thanks for being with us today. Yeah. And uh, we will talk to you soon, and if you want to find us, Nissa, tell people how they can find us. They can find us on iTunes uh, by typing in Parapods, or they can find us on Podbean, the app, um, all through the library website. Excellent. So see you next time. See ya. 
material presented in this podcast is for general information only. Any opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the guest speaker who do not necessarily represent the views of City of Parramatta Council. City of Parramatta Council is not responsible for any injury, loss or damage which you may directly or indirectly suffer in connection with this podcast.